0: Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're moving, and Father, we just commit this time to you, Father. Father, we pray that you would be glorified. Father, I pray that you would uh, take control, Father, that you would use me, Father God, for your glory. Father, as you speak to us, Lord, about vision and direction, God, I pray, God, that you would quicken us in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Do me a favor and you want to close the doors for me there? Thank you. Well, for the past few weeks, we've been dealing with vision for the, gosh, for three weeks or so. Uh, The first week, um, some of you don't know it, but we had a guest speaker about three weeks ago. Uh, Danelle Perkins had actually talked about the power of vision. And then last week, we actually talked about how vision works and how does God, how does he give vision to us? And so today, we're going to talk about our vision. Look at your neighbor and say, our vision. Let me know that it's very, very important that you have a clear understanding on where you're going. Uh, not only as a church, but even in your life. And we're going to talk next week about the dreams and the visions that God gives us. How many of you have some dreams and some things that, that you believe that God has put in you? And so we're going to talk about that next week. But this week, we're going to deal specifically with uh, the vision of Foundation Christian Fellowship. And this is something that, that didn't just happen overnight uh, I was sharing with somebody that the Lord had called me into ministry uh, back in 97 when I found a real, when I really began to uh, feel a real strong impression to go into ministry. And during that time, God had begun to impart to me what this was going to be all about. Now, 1997, this is 2006. So how many years is that for those of you who are mathematicians? Nine years. So, you know, oftentimes we think that when God calls us that right away that we're supposed to jump into ministry. And what happens is when God calls you, there's a time of preparation. And I can remember going through various different seasons, you know, of just believing God and things not really happening the way that I wanted them to happen. But God began to really refine me and and teach me some things. And during that time, the vision was being made clear to where we are today. So we're going to talk about our vision. As I said in previous weeks, that it's very, very important that we understand that we're not just existing or coming together just to say that we got a church. That God has a purpose and God has something that he wants us to do. If you aim at nothing, how many you know that you will hit it every time? If you aim at nothing. And so God has a purpose for us. He has a plan for us. And look at your neighbor and say, you are a part of it. You are a part of what God wants to do in Foundation Christian Fellowship. And so my prayer is that you really listen up and that as you listen, that you really begin to pray because God is going to make some things very, very clear to you. And God is going to show you some things. And then you're going to begin to figure out how is it that I am supposed to be involved in the vision? Because if God has you here, then your destiny is tied into the vision of this church. I want to say that again. Your destiny is, is, is a part of the vision of this church. For you to fulfill the thing that God has called you to do, oftentimes God will link you up with somebody that can help you fulfill your destiny. And so that's what we're talking about. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Habakkuk chapter number two. That's a book in the Old Testament. I know all of you read that book every single day of your life. <laughs> you know exactly where that book is. Habakkuk was a prophet of God, and God had been speaking to Habakkuk, and God had was, was given a vision through Habakkuk, and he told the prophet how he wanted him to communicate the vision. And so we're in Habakkuk chapter number two, and we're actually working on uh, uh, having it so that we can put up some scriptures on the screen uh, within probably the next few weeks or so. I think we just purchased our own laptop and all that. So, so we're moving right along, praise the Lord. Habakkuk number two, chapter two, verse number two. And it, uh, I'm sorry, verse, yes, verse two. And it says, then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. Look at your neighbor and say appointed time. It hastened toward the goal and it will not fail. Glory to God. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will certainly come and it will not delay. The first thing the Lord says to Habakkuk, He says, record the vision. And that's kind of what we're doing, and we're going to have it available for you so we can always go back and we can, we can listen to the CDs and we can always have the vision at our hands. And he also says to inscribe it on, on tablets. Now, I know that we have a teacher in the house and probably some other people that's been involved in teaching, but how do we know that they say you only remember a very, very small percentage of what you hear? You know, I usually stand up here and preach for about 10 minutes, and people only, i was kidding. Wake up. <laughs> but, but people only remember about 10% of what they hear. And so the Lord tells them, he says, look, I want you to inscribe it on tablets. Now, why did the Lord tell Habakkuk to inscribe it on tablets? Is so the one who hears it and reads it can be able to run with division. Because we can't have everybody just kind of running where you don't really know where you're going. Because you might run off a cliff. So he says that, that, that to write it down and inscribe it. And as you see to our right, we have our vision there. And that vision will be posted every week for you to read. So that, and, and it's important to know that everything that we do is going to be filtered through our vision. And then he says, he says there, he says, the vision is yet for the appointed time. How many know that God is a God of purpose? And that everything that God does, now here's the thing, here's the thing we must remember. That God has an appointed time for when he wants to do what he wants to do. There is a time of preparation, and then there's an appointed time. And so all the things that we're doing now and laying the foundation and building this church, it is for an appointed time. Look at your neighbor and say appointed time. For the vision is yet for the appointed time, it hastens toward the goal, it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it. And that's something that we don't like to hear in our society today, don't we? We don't like to hear wait for it. The Bible talks about waiting on the Lord. You know, we have a microwave society. You know, I want it now. I don't want to wait. I mean, everything is so convenient for us today that people don't want to wait. And so sometimes, you know, you know, we're we're, we're moving and we we're, we're actually we're, we're working in ministry together. And there are going to be times when things will not necessarily go the way that we want it to go. But I came here to tell you today that God said, "Wait for it," <laughs> because it is going to happen. And so you can't be worried about what you see. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. You remember how God called Abraham. And he told Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And you're going to be a father of nations. And I'm going to make you a blessing. And your descendants, you, you won't even be able to number them. And then every now and then, God will speak to Abraham in Genesis chapter 15. He says, hey, Abraham. Abraham's out there. He's walking. God said, I want you to count the sins on the ground. I want you to count them. Because if you can count that, you can count the numbers of your descendants. In other words, God was painting a picture to Abraham because, you know, Abraham had to go through some things. He had to go through some challenges, and so the vision that that God has for us, you know, we're going to have expectations, but how do you know God's ways are not our ways? God doesn't always work the way we want him to work. God is in the business of doing his own will. Look at the neighbor and say his own will. See, the church and any vision that God gives us is really for the purpose of taking us off of our own agenda and for us to get on with God's agenda. Anything that God does, any picture that God gives us, it is to bring us to a place where we are wrapping our arms around his agenda and what it is that he has for the church. With that being said, and we're going to get into our vision here. With that being said, I want to say that the goal of our ministry, as long as I'm the pastor of this church, we're always going to be led by the Spirit of God. Because God is not going to always do things the way we want. We're going to talk about the vision that God has given us. But there are going to be times when God is not going to move the way we want and do it the way we want because God is going to quicken us by His Spirit. Listen, we can't be so rigid in what we're doing that we don't listen to God. Because God moves differently. And really, as I said last week, that what we talk about today is really applicable in every circumstance. Some of you are business people. Some of you have hopes and dreams. God puts stuff down on the inside of you. And it is for an appointed time. But we must be led by his spirit. Our vision there, if you look at it, is to train and equip the believer to be a mature disciple. Who love the word of God. Look at the neighbor and say, I love his word. And who is passionate about their faith and their devotion to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to ask that each one of you memorize that. Because whenever you have an idea, whenever it is something that you believe that God has put down on the inside of you, you will be able to filter it through what God has called us to do. What is it that God has called Foundation Christian Fellowship to do? Well, number one, it's a vision of a people that are trained and equipped. That's the that's the crutch of our ministry. Our heart is to train and equip the believer to be a mature. Look at your neighbor and say mature. A mature disciple. Uh, A few weeks ago, we was uh, at the office doing our LTI training. And uh, there was a a man there, uh, Curtis Weinstein, Jeff Weinstein's brother. He came into our Bible study. And, and I tell you, man, I started salivating when I heard what he was saying. I'm telling you, man, I got excited. But he comes in and he says, you know, and some of you are there, you remember. He says, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to just have a, a, just a get-together life group. I want to know the word of God. I just want to get down deep in the things of God. I want to know my Bible. And, you know, you know me. I'm standing there like, oh, my God. And, and actually, you know, Fred is the one that's discipling him. And I told Fred, I said, Fred, I am jealous over. you you with a godly jealousy if there's such a thing. <laughs> because that's the crutch of our ministry is to train and equip those who want to go deeper in God, those who want to know the things of God, because how many know that we're not meant to stay where we are. So we want to train and equip you so that you can grow up and mature in the things of God. That is our focus here. Anybody that comes and is hungry and want to get deeper and want to learn, we are going to have an atmosphere in this church where you can grow, but you must take advantage of the opportunities that are there before you. That's right. How are we going to do that? We're going to do that through a Bible school, a college. Oh, yes. We are going to have a a Bible school where we will be able to train our leaders. And we're also going to have thriving life groups. I believe life groups are so very important. And we're going to be starting a life group here within the next couple of weeks. Because how many know that life groups, uh, it it really allows for you to get connected. Because a lot of times it's hard to really get connected on, on Sundays. And so what life groups does is it allows you the opportunity to share and to ask questions things that you normally wouldn't be able to do, there will be an environment where you can be safe, where you can, have, you can talk to people and have somebody to pray for you, encourage you, and to see you grow. I really believe that every believer ought to be involved with a group, a life group where they are tied in with somebody. Because just walking in and walking out is not going to do it. We got to go deeper in God. And so our goal and our vision is that every person that comes into our church that we want to plug them into a life group. Every every member that comes and joins our ministry, we want to somehow plug them into a life group. Now, obviously, we can't force people, but we are going to assign them to a life group, and then we're going to lovingly encourage them to get involved. And then thirdly, we're going to do that through a strong teaching ministry. You know, I'm a pastor teacher. I love, i tell you one thing that I love. I love teaching the word. Practical application, when we teach and what we preach, anybody that stands up here as God raised up leaders and God raises up pastors, anybody that stands up here will have the ability to communicate and to teach this word. And you know what? Some of you who don't even think that you got it on the inside of you, oh, God is going to awaken some things in you. Oh, some of you are going to be teachers, and some of you are going to be leading life groups, and some of you are going to be heading up ministries. I know you look, and you say, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. Don't tell me what my God cannot do in you. God can do the impossible. God is able. Don't ever say, I can't. No, I can do all things through Christ, who gives me strength. So that ought to never come from the believer, what I can't do. Because it's not about you. It's about his power working through you. And I'm telling you, I love it. I want to be in that place where God can move and work through me. I don't want to have to try to do this thing in my own strength. You're going to fail every time. It's the power and the anointing of God. Secondly, Foundation Christian Fellowship is a vision of a people that are sold out to Jesus. Look at Philippians chapter number three. Philippians chapter 3, too many believers look at Christianity Christianity as, a, you know, a passe kind of a thing. The vision that God has given us, and you see on our vision statement there, a passionate people. That is a people that are sold out to the call of Jesus. The vision that God has given us is that when people mention Foundation Christian Fellowship, we want them to say, man. Those people over there, those they love the Lord. They are sold out to Jesus. Amen. Those people will move anytime God moves. If God calls them out, those people over there, they love the Lord. They are passionate. They give their lives for this thing. Not that we're just living this thing on Sunday. That's right. But we're living this thing in our homes, on our jobs. We are passionately sold out to Christ so that everybody knows when they see us, we love the Lord and our calling. Is to please him. The Apostle Paul, he paints a very vivid and wonderful picture here in Philippians chapter number three, verse seven. Listen to what he says. He says, but whatsoever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Now, in order to really understand that, you got to understand a little bit about Paul. Paul was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. Paul had many accolades. He was a, in, in today's terminology, a doctorate, a, a PhD. He had it all. Paul says that all of the stuff that I've gotten in my whole life, I count it. But loss, he said it is lost. Then he goes a little bit further. He said in verse number eight, more than that. Look at your name and say more than that. I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. Nothing else was more important to him than his love and his affection for Jesus. This thing, that word passion. We talk about the word passion that is up there. That word passion means um, an intense driving or overmastering feeling of conviction. In other words, the thing that drove Paul was his call to Jesus Christ. And that no decision he made, he did not filter that thing through the call of God in his life. Paul said, Listen, it doesn't really matter. My job, my education, whatever it is, when it, com- it does not compare to the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ. And so we envision here a people at Foundation Christian Fellowship that are passionate. A people that are real. That people can come and say, they, they, those people are real. We're not here to condemn people. We're here to love people and let them know that, yes, we all struggle. We all have challenges. But we are committed to this thing together. Foundation Christian Fellowship is a vision of a people that love the word of God. As you see it there reflected in our vision statement. Psalm 118, David said, oh, how I love your law. <laughs> he says, it is my meditation day and night. How do you know that there is an all up attack against the word of God today? I mean, you know, you got movies, this movie coming out, Da Vinci Code, and then they're talking now about the gospel of Judas and all these things that are coming up that are contradicting the word of God. And, you know, the enemy is, is at work because he is trying to undermine the word of God, because if he can get people to doubt the word of God, oh, you know, some of the Bible was true, you know, not, not all of it was true. Oh, no, actually, it's, it's a little bit outdated, You hear all these kinds of things because it's really designed to pull us away. Listen, once we begin to doubt any portion of this word, we may as well get rid of the whole thing. Because how can I ever have any confidence in the Bible that it is true if I'm reading a portion of it and I'm not really sure if all of it is from God? Cover to cover, this is the inspired word of God. It is God breathed. It is God speaking to us. And Foundation Christian Fellowship is a church that loves the word of God, that we study the word of God. It's a vision of a people, yes, that bring pen and paper. Why? Because they want to hear the word. Because the word is our life. It is our bread. It is God breathed. This thing is living. They have been trying to undermine this for centuries. They never will. The word of God, the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never ever pass away. And so we ought to take heed to this word. It's a vision of a people that love the word of God, that craves the word of God, that every time the word of God is being preached, that are people that are drawn to the word. That when we say open your Bibles, it's the most exciting time because God is going to speak to us through his word. Love his word. <laughs> Foundation Christian Fellowship is a ministry of excellence. Turn to First Kings chapter number 10. First Kings chapter number 10. How many of you have heard of King Solomon? Right. King Solomon was a mighty man of God. God had raised him up and God had made Solomon not only the wisest man in the world, but Solomon was also the richest man in the world. And Solomon had a lot of fame. Everybody heard about Solomon and the whole earth will flocked to hear Solomon's wisdom because God had imparted in him a whole lot of wisdom. And so people and kings from all over the earth would come to listen to Solomon, to hear what Solomon had to say. And so this woman, the lady from Egypt, her name is the Queen of Sheba. She hears about Solomon. So she said, you know, I keep hearing everybody talk about this man. Let me go. I need to go and check this man out for myself. I need to see what God is doing. It's, it's like a movie. You know, you ever hear somebody, have somebody try to explain to you how wonderful a movie was? And then, you know, they, and then, you know, they get you all, they get you kind of like excited and then you finally get to that point. I need to go see. I just need, I, everybody's talking about it. I need to go see this thing for myself. So the queen of Sheba, she wants to go and see what God is doing. And look at uh, uh, 1 Kings chapter 10, verse number 1. Now, when the queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with difficult questions. (laughs) She came ready. She was loaded. We run into those sometimes. So she came to Jerusalem with a very large retinue with camels carrying spices and very much gold and precious stones. When she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in his heart. Solomon answered her, all of her questions and nothing was hidden from the king, which he did not explain to her. <laughs> Verse number four, when the queen of Sheba, and I want you to listen to this. Listen, I want, did I got your attention? Say amen. amen. I want you to listen to this. Oh, you ought to be getting excited right now. This, this, is, this is awesome. Listen to this. When the queen of Sheba perceived all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, this thing was laid out. The food of his table, the seating of his servants, the attendance of his waiters and their attire, his cupbearers and his stairways by which he went up to the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. (laughs) Then she said to the king, it was a true report, which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. Nevertheless, nevertheless. I did not believe the reports until I came and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. In other words, this woman came and she saw that Solomon had an excellent spirit. Look at the neighbor and say excellent spirit. God has called Foundation Christian Fellowship to be an excellent ministry. We want to say that when people, can I bring it home? That when people walk in, they will say, wow, man, look at those wonderful greeters. Wow, look at the beauty of the banners. Look at how meticulous the, the chairs were set up. Look how awesome the sound engineer works. Look, look at the IT. Everything is just the IT person, and the person that works the computer and PowerPoint. Look at how everything is done with such excellence. Look at the, the wow, the nursery. Everybody is in place. Everybody is punctual. Everybody is doing everything with a spirit of excellence. This woman, when she saw this, she said, oh, ah. This was more than I thought. Solomon had an excellent spirit, and we want it so the Foundation Christian Fellowship is an excellent ministry that we give time to details because how do we know the enemy works in the details? That's usually how Satan works. You know, it could be a very, very little minute thing that can throw off a whole move of God. That's why everybody needs to be prayerful, and that when you have an assignment or when you're, when you're doing ministry, that you give time to give your very, very best. And that's why I encourage our people to pray and ask God to intervene and to help us so that we can make sure that we stay on point. Foundation Christian Fellowship is a place with a state-of-the-art worship center. A state-of-the-art worship center. That's right. We want to have our own church. And it, you know, and, and the picture that God has given me is, a, is a, and you all know that I love landscape. Beautiful lawn. Our logo out front. Inside the sanctuary, you walk in beautiful banners. Then, you know, a, a, you know an altar that provokes worship and adoration of God. It is a ministry. Listen, it is a sanctuary with, with 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 comfortable seating, administrative offices, prayer center, and we're going to talk about prayer in a second here. A youth and children's ministries, and we want them to have their own sanctuaries. Hallelujah! It's a we're going to have our own library where people can come in. You know, we don't have to go to the public library all the time to study. But how do we know that we're going to, listen, we want to have it so in our church, in our sanctuary, where God is going to give us where we can come we'll have places where people can come and meditate and seek the face of God in the house of the Lord. And we don't have to go to the public library, hallelujah. But we can run to the house of God and give him glory and worship him in a place where there's peace and the presence of the God, of, of the Lord dwells. It's a place of coffee and fellowship a sanctuary that would seat somewhere between 2 to 3000 people. Now I know you look around and you say, "Wow, we got a long ways to go." <laughs> but yes we do. But God, but listen, any vision that God gives is bigger than you. That's right. That's right. And it's always going to be vast. Because then when it happens, the only thing we will be the only thing that will be left to be said is God did it. Cuz there's no way we could have did this. Don't look to me because I can't do it. I'm just like you. I am seeking God with all of my heart. God did it. Look at your neighbor and say, God did it. Look at Second Chronicles. If you want to turn there, you can. If you don't, because I want to move along here. Second Chronicles chapter number 7. Because as wonderful as the building is, I mean, no, it's not just about the building, but it is about the presence of the Lord. Did I say 2 Chronicles? 2 yeah. Chronicles chapter number 7. Solomon had just finished building a, a, a glorious temple. It had taken like seven years for him to build this temple. And Solomon, he prayed after the completion of the temple. And then look what happens in 2 in Chronicles chapter number 7, verse 1. Now when Solomon had finished praying. Oh, oh come on somebody. Fire came down from heaven. <laughs> Glory to God and consume the burnt offerings and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. The priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the house. All the sons of Israel, seeing the fire come down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, bowed down on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshiped and gave praise to the Lord saying, truly he is good. Truly his loving kindness is everlasting. The glory of the Lord. Listen, as much as we want a beautiful sanctuary, What we crave more than anything else is the presence of God. They couldn't even walk in the place. The priests couldn't even minister because the glory of God had filled the place. I want it so in our church. God has called us to be a people that when people come into our ministry, that when they walk into our building, that they will feel and they will sense the glory and the presence of the Lord. Because it is about the glory of God. Because we want his presence more than anything else. We want his anointing, his grace, his favor. That when people walk in, you can have a beautiful building. How many know that it can be a cold place? You ever been there? Church is very beautiful. But the spirit of God is not there. Oh, the priest couldn't even go in. Because God's presence was so strong. We want it that way. And how are we going to get there? How do do we get to a place where God's presence is among us that is so strong that as soon as you hit the door, you can sense his presence? It's about what we've been talking about. It's about being sold out to Jesus. It's about seeking his face. It's about living for him, seeking his agenda. And as we press into God, as we become a people of prayer, seeking the face of God, seeking his agenda, the presence of the Lord will come among us. And everybody who comes in will know it. My goodness, God's presence was there. How many of you have ever walked into a church that as soon as you walked into it, you can feel the presence of God? That is wonderful. You can sense the presence and the glory of God. That's where we're going. Foundation Christian Fellowship is a vibrant and celebratory worship style. You know, we talked about our worship. The Bible says in in Psalm 47, it says to clap your hands, all ye people, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You know, we're not a church, just quiet and reserved. Now, we're not knocking that. If anybody want to come, they want to be quiet, you can be quiet. But that doesn't define us. We are a people that are expressive in our worship. It is a vision of a people that come into the presence of God, casting off all restraint and worshiping him and expressing our worship, dancing before him like David danced. You remember the story of David? David was dancing and his his wife got upset and said, look at him. He just he's supposed to be the king of Israel. Why is he acting like that? Dancing like that in front of those ladies, David said, you know what? Let me tell you something. I will be more undignified than this. You ain't seen nothing yet. Because David had been on a run. God had been doing some things in this life. This man's life was hanging in the balance for many years. And when God finally brought him out, that brother gave God the praise. You ought to come to church to give God the praise. If God have done some stuff for you, you ought to worship him. It's no time for of, It's no time to come and be quiet. I saw you at the football game. You were yelling and screaming, but we come into church. No, no. Give God the glory. He is worthy. We come to, listen, we come here to offer Him the sacrifice of praise because He rescued us, He delivered us. And so we are a celebratory church. We come and we celebrate. What God has done, whether we feel like it or whether we don't, because how many know that your feelings are up and down. You're not going to always feel like doing what you are called to do. Darrell came in this morning. First thing he said to me, man, I'm tired. Been a long week. But you know what? Every week he comes and he receives a blessing when he comes because he's faithful. They're following me. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will, I will, I will bless him. His praise will continually be in my mouth. At all times, I will give God the glory. That is who we are. That is what God is calling us to. Foundation Christian Fellowship is a people of powerful and effective prayer. Oh, this is my heart. Because in order for us to accomplish what we're talking about, we must be a people of prayer. That I want this activity to be one of the most attended activities in our church. That every time there's a prayer meeting, that people want to come and seek the face of God. And they talk even across the country, in America in particular. And, you know, prayer meetings you usually, you usually have a very, very small amount of people that come out to prayer. When you look at the number of people and the ratio of people there, normally there's a small amount of people that come out to pray and seek God. Now, I often wonder why that is. Because here it is. We want God to do miracles. We want God to perform signs and wonders. We want God to move on our behalf. But yet we don't really want to come out and pray and seek his face. Foundation Christian Fellowship is a ministry. But we're going to have, don't ask me how we're going to do it. Because I don't know. I don't have a problem telling you that, but we're going to have prayer 24 hours around the clock. We're going to have it. So listen, that at some point that as God moves and as God bring those who have a heart for prayer. That if it's just on the weekends, that there will be a place. God, let me know the devil is working in darkness big time on the weekends in the late hours. But there will be a place that people can go and seek the face of God. If it's one o'clock in the morning, if it's two o'clock in the morning, there is a place somewhere where people can go and they can and they can get into the presence of God of people that are praying. Now you may say, "Well, who's going to do that?" I don't know. I don't know. I just know this is what God's given me. And you may not know it yet either. (laughs) Keep walking with God. God does things a lot of times that surprise us. Foundation Christian Fellowship is a ministry that plant churches. That's our drive. We want to raise up leaders. And part of our our equipping and our training is that we want to raise up mature disciples. We want to raise, listen, we got to raise up pastors and leaders and teachers, people with all kinds of gifts, and we want to send them out. It's not. Listen, I'm not here. I don't want a thirty thousand member church. I don't want all that. I don't want pop. And, listen, I just want the people of God to be effective, and I want to see His glory spread all over the entire earth. And so we got to raise up some people. A healthy church is planting churches. So we're gonna we're gonna make it our goal to plant churches. And so some of you who have gifts and talents and all these things, listen. Don't worry. You're gonna be used. You're going to get yours. Look at the neighbor and say, I'm going to get mine. Oh, you're going to get, God is going to use you, but when he calls you, be ready to go. We're going to send out teams of people and we'll support that church. We're going to support that church until they they can get off the pacifier and they can begin to walk on their own. We're going to send people out. It's a ministry that raised people up. Send them out for the glory of God. We're going to be planting churches. Every two to three years, as the Spirit leads, once we get firmly established, this will be one of our primary focus, is to send and to plant churches. Foundation Christian Fellowship is a ministry of various faces. It's a vision of a people for every walk of life. I was thinking, I was meditating on this. We have a Jewish person, we have a Dutch person, we have white, and we have black. And we just need to expand it as the Spirit of God leads. Because what we are here is a people that, when 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 anybody with from any race come into our church, that they can feel that I'm at home and I can worship God. That I'm not looking around because you know when you're like the only one sometimes, you know you're the only one race there among a lot of people that's dominant. You start looking around. (laughs) I'm the only one. We want to be a ministry of various faces. And so everything that we do, we, listen, this is our purpose. And, and we talk, and, and, and my sound engineer here, Daryl hears from me all the time. And we, and so when we talk about our music, our style, and everything that we do, we're, we have a target. We want to, so we want to be neutral in what we do. Because we want this to be a place of all faces, for all people. It's a ministry of signs and wonders. And I talked about that a moment ago that we can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. That we, people that are addicted to drugs and alcohol and all kinds of things, that they can come in and then we can lay our hands on them and see God move. But this kind comes through fasting and prayer. The kind of ministry that God is calling us. I mean, this is who we are. We are a passionate people. I mean, we are after this thing. And as we posture ourselves to be used by God this way, you will see that God will use you, that you will be praying for people, and then God will start healing. And you know what? And it will be nothing that you did. You were just obedient to God because God want to use you. But God want to use you the way that he wants to use you. Foundation Christian Fellowship is a place, it's a vision of a place where all children and youth love to come. I mean, no, it's about the next generation. We're building a church. I, I say this all the time. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And I'm all listen, the generation to come, too many of us, when I say us, the body of Christ, have neglected the next generation. And we want our church to be a place where kids and young people and our youth, they love to come here. You know, I was listening to a lady last week who visited with us, and she uh, had her son in the nursery. And she was talking about, uh, and, and her son, you know, he was talking about, oh, I just love, I just love that nursery. And he just loved Jennifer. And he, wow, I, be, I just, and, he t- and the lady told me that he, that's all he talked about all week long. Because, you know, I am not subscribing to the idea that our kids are going to be engaged in premarital sex. Oh, amen. I, am, I am not going. Listen, our kids are going to serve God. They're not going to wait till they get 30 and 40 and start serving God like we did. No, they're going to start today. This is the foundation that we are laying here. That, uh, uh, that our kids will love God. Our kids will be radical because how many know that there are radical devils out there? And it's going to take a radical people that God is going to raise up in this next generation. Foundation Christian Fellowship is a place and the vision of a place of fellowship and breaking of bread. I'm not going to read it for time's sake. In Acts chapter 2, you'll often hear me talk about us being an Acts chapter 2 church. I want our fellowship here to be so, to be so strong that we don't ever want to go home. You know why? Because the spirit of God and the presence of God, is, of God is among us. It's a ministry. It's a vision of a people that love fellowshipping and, and breaking bread together. And how many know that's a challenge in this area? With people spending anywhere from three to four to sometimes five hours in traffic, it is hard. We got to work at it. It's tough. What, what do people want to do after a long day of being in traffic? They usually want to come and go home. They don't want the fellowship. They don't want the life group. But we got to work at it. But we believe that, listen, when the presence of God really begin to move and God begin to work in us, that we are going to desire fellowship one with another. Because we all have this one common thing that drives us. It's the call of God and what God has called us to do. Then finally, Foundation Christian Fellowship is a vision of a ministry that promotes unity among churches. How many you know that we're not in competition? Amen. And as long as the Lord is moving and using us at Foundation Christian Fellowship, he is, not going, he is not going to allow that to happen. A church with the right heart and the right spirit because there are so many ministries today that are pinned once against another. They're all in competition. Well, it's always how many you got? How many do you, you know, who cares about how many do you get? Are there people that are there? Are they serving the Lord? Are they loving the Lord? Are they walking with God? And so we're going to promote unity, not unity at any expense, because truth is always our guideline. But we're going to always, we're going to look to work in harmony with other churches because we understand that the body of Christ is not just here. The body of Christ is not relegated to the four walls of this place. So if a church across the street is doing well and they got got 50,000 members, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Keep on growing. The more for the kingdom of God, the better, because we're in this thing to build the kingdom of God, aren't we? It's not about trying to outdo somebody else. I don't care about that. I just want the Lord to be glorified. We want the Lord to be magnified. Now, can I get five more minutes? Can I get five more minutes? Thank you very much. Like I was going to stop anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk a minute about... Now, we just laid out our vision. And many of you, I, you know, we're going to make a CD. Everybody's going to get a copy of the CD. You're going to have it. You can always refer back to it. We'll make it part of our, our visitors' package so that whoever comes can read the vision and they can run with it. But one, I said last week that... It's okay to ask the question, how does it benefit me? Because most people want to know that because God has put some stuff on the inside of you. God has called you to ministry and you want to know how does this, you know, Gary, why do I need to get involved in this? I mean, how is this going to benefit me? What's in it for me? Not in a selfish way, but a question. What's in it for me? How do I benefit in the vision that God's called us to? Well, number one, you'll benefit because you will grow spiritually with God. You know, and why, why in the world would anybody want to be a part of a church that doesn't challenge you? You know, if you're part of a ministry and that ministry does not challenge you to grow, then I have the question that this is really an effective ministry. Because we are about growing and maturing disciples. And so we will, so the benefit that you have that you will grow spiritually in your walk with God. And we talked earlier that your destiny Is tied into this. God will work through us and through this ministry to help fulfill your destiny. What God has called you. Often when God calls you, he links you up with other people that can help you to become what God wants you to be. And we talked a moment ago about uh, how that your children will grow to love the Lord. This is about the next generation. We're not just building a church that lasts for 10, 5, 10, 15 years. We're building something that will last long after we're gone. For generations to come, that we want to leave a mark for God, you know. And I used to go in some of the some of the old Baptist churches. I grew up in a Baptist background, and you, you see the old pictures of the old the old pastor that was there, and, you know, back in eighteen twenty. <laughs> you have been in those churches, you know? But you know, it's we're talking about generations to come. This is not just for now. And then um, you will benefit. Because you will have an effect on the lives of people long after you're gone. We just said that. It's a place where you can come and you can be built up spiritually. This is a place where you can be encouraged. Because all of us have struggles from sometimes, from time to time. And so we all need to be strengthened and built up. We all need to be encouraged. You know, this is a place where we can be real and we can help one another. And then finally, you will grow in your faith where you will be able to teach and aid others in their growth. And I said before that you all, a lot of you all are teachers. You're leaders in your own right. You keep walking with the Lord, and the Lord is going to grow you up. Amen?